The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. Not only is mortgage fraud expensive to catch, but it can also force you to have uncomfortable conversations with investigators. So how do you spot it early on? And is there a way you can have customers help you? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Mary Kay Scully. She's director of customer education at Enact. Mary Kay, thank you for joining me. So Mary Kay, I mean, talk to me a little bit about why you're you're focusing on, on mortgage fraud and, and trying to get people to pay attention to it. Well, mortgage fraud itself is costly for everybody, whether you're in the mortgage industry or whether you're just a consumer. Eventually, those losses that are caused by fraud are going to come back to you. And right now, we're kind of in this weird market, as you know, where we have you know higher prices, we have higher interest rates. And when we look at fraud in general, the FBI puts it in two buckets, L fraud for profit or fraud for property. So right now, I think that we're just in this perfect storm where people might be tempted to commit misrepresentation. And I think I've obviously we can get into how to protect that. But I think also, you know, I think you make the point too, an interesting point about layoffs that it may not start that way. But then uh, do I really need to correct them that I don't have that job and that income anymore? Like sometimes it's also just sort of like an opportunity presents itself, right? Exactly. I mean, people want the house or they want to put themselves in a better position. Maybe they want to take cash out because they are, to your point, maybe they've lost a job or they've lost some of their cash flow, you know, in this kind of crazy market. So I think if we ask people, you know, do you know what you're doing is wrong? They they know it's wrong, but do they think it's a federal offense? You know what I mean? I, they probably don't. I mean, the fraudsters do that are doing it, you know, the big level, but just a person that's just trying to you know, make their life work a little bit better for them. I don't think they can take it. They take it as seriously as they should. Yeah. They think it's a little white lie that I'm going to make my payment. So it's really not a, a problem. Um, so, so sort of how do you protect yourself against stuff like that? You, you obviously talk about making sure you have complete applications. Um, but, but if I'm a, if I'm an LO, how do I put that into practice? Well, I mean, I know they're sick of hearing this, but taking a complete application is every single level of anything. You know what I mean? Whether it's because you want better customer service or you want to hopefully get rid of some of this potential misrepresentation that might be coming your way. You know, so the more thorough the application, I think that you're protecting yourself right there. It's an interesting fact, and I've heard a lot of FBI agents use it. And I've done a lot of training with FBI agents, even though I'm not Agent Scully, like the X-Files, but I do do a lot of, uh, I, I do have a lot of experience working with the FBI and they say something, and I think it's so cool. They call it willful blindness. And loan officers right now are targets as well. They're trying to provide for their families. Their volume is down. Their commissions are down. And I just want them to be really vigilant of what they're seeing and not take that blind eye 
you know, if something feels weird or it doesn't look right, I mean, don't put yourself in that exposure. You know, that's just not, that's not good. So. Right. And, and I mean, just sort of in your conversation with FBI agents, do you also find, listen, you know, fraud does happen, but if you're doing the right things, you don't even have to explain yourself that they understand you were just doing your job and somebody ripped you versus you're, you're so bad at this. Are you, are you doing that on purpose? Yeah, no, I mean, they're going to do a very thorough investigation that typically takes shockingly enough years on it. And they're looking for trends. You know, I mean, are you working with the same and this happened twice? Or is this with the always the same realtor or builder or what? You know what I mean? So they're looking for, are you doing something or, you know, were you, you know, doing the right thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, even if you're not doing anything illegal, you don't have to answer those questions if you can show you're doing well, the right thing. I mean, do you ever really want to get interviewed by the FBI? Because I don't. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. And, and I, you also sort of in here, you know, I know we have the the subhead about, you know, empowering your borrowers to to help you. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. I think that's an interesting way to put it about sort of enlisting your borrowers to, to help you. I mean, do you find that borrowers care about this? I mean, they're just here to get a mortgage. Well, I think they care though about the quality of their mortgage. You know what I mean? Because we all know that the quality is based on the end result of the rate and everything like that as well. And if we can just spread the word a little bit about it, it is harmful. It is costly. Again, whether it's that transaction or not, and just letting them know. Now, to your point, you know, what's a little white lie? There's no white, there's no little, there's no small felony. <laughs> I had that conversation with a, a lawyer recently on Twitter where he was joking about graffiti and he had a client ask him about how illegal is it? And I was like, but you didn't answer the question. Is it frowned upon or is it like illegal, illegal? And he's, he made that point. Like maybe that comes up at sentencing, but it's illegal or it's not. <laughs> right, yeah, it's no small, yeah. <laughs> And and so what are what are some tips that that you might give uh, originators? Obviously, you you start with a good foundation of um you know making sure that you're thorough and complete, and maybe that sends a red flag or a, you know it puts up a defense rather against people who are trying to defraud you. But what are some things that maybe you can watch out for? Um, whether it's present preventing opportunities for people to go, actually, I can take advantage, or also just. These are things to watch out for from people who are just committing fraud from the start. Right. And I think that to you, what you're saying too is loan officers have a little bit more exposure than they ever did before. I mean, years ago I was a loan officer, but I met everybody face to face. Now people don't meet the person that they're dealing with. It's kind of like online dating. You don't really know who you're talking to, right? So, you know, they're representing themselves as, you know, a 52-year-old male that makes X amount of dollars that works at blah, 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 but we've never met them. We don't even know. So I think just kind of the best you can know your customer. I mean, is that really the customer? And the documentation, look at it and make sure that we don't just look at the documentation in silos. So if somebody gives you a pay stub that you clearly see it's direct deposited, let's look at that same bank statement and make sure that that's the exact same amount that was deposited. We've all experienced, you know, some type of mortgage fraud that we've seen in our life. I'm pretty sure if you've been in the business, you've seen something. And I don't want to say fraud. I want to say misrepresentation because there's a little bit of a legal um, catch there too. But 
looking at it and again, making sure that holistically the loan makes sense, not just let's look at income check, let's look at assets check, let's make sure it makes the whole package. We've gotten fake pay stubs, but a real bank statement. So kind of crazy. Yeah, I think that's a great point that, you know, you have to look at the whole puzzle to make sure the pieces fit. Because if you look at it at silos, you're you're going to miss some of those things. Um, you, you bring up, you know, the the tech thing as, as opening up. Do you, f- opening originators up, do you find that originators sort of maybe fall into the opposite? Like, hey, there's tech here. Tech is secure. We have all these safeguards now. And it creates a false sense of security. Or do they realize the threat that this creates? Um, I don't know that it's, it's just them that don't realize the threat that this is. I think that we, and I'm so excited that not that you asked me to talk about this, but just that we're talking about it because I don't think that anybody really realizes how much this costs everybody. You know what I mean? Like whenever I do a fraud class, and I'm in a classroom or even on a webinar, you know, it does take the, that processor, that underwriter a little bit longer to underwrite that file because it's just right in their mind and they're thinking, oh my gosh, this could be fake. That could be fake. This could be fake. You know, it, it typically doesn't last that long, unfortunately. So we want to, uh, we want to spread the word a little bit that it's out there because you don't want to believe that people would lie, that people would give you a fake tax return, that people would give you but they do, you know, they really do. So if they have that funny feeling, just have them spread the word, like just have them say, you know what, I took this application when I was talking to the guy or the emails didn't didn't seem right. And then have it elevated to the next level and use some of the tools that are out there that they can actually embrace the technology piece and use it to our advantage. And, and I know you touched on a little bit about, you know, the market right now sort of making us especially vulnerable. And I know in, in your your column, you talk about obviously purchase loans are, are tend to be more susceptible. But talk to me a little bit about that. Obviously, it's not so much the rates, it's the, it's the fact that this is a purchase market, which we're probably going to be in for a little while. What is it about purchase loans that make us more vulnerable than refis? Um, in general, I think that the purchase, the, the, somebody wants to acquire that home for one purpose. And we talked about whether it's for profit, you know, we're going to do that or just it's their home. So because of the market, as I mentioned before, I mean, people are talking about, oh, the market's crashing. It's not really crashing. You know, let's talk about the whole country. That's not true. Are, are we having double digit appreciation now? No. But are we still ha- seeing appreciation in, in most of the markets from what I've seen? The answer is yes. So prices are still elevated. And with those rates elevated, and the price is still elevated. People want to get in there. They want to move up or they want to get their first home. And I think that that's kind of what the exposure is. They get pressured. They want that house. They lead with emotion. They just got in a bidding war. And now maybe they're outside their comfort zone or their qualifying zone, if you will. And, and but they, they believe they can make it work. You said that. I think you said something before about that. I mean, they think they're going to pay us. <laughs> right. And I think that gets to your point about, you know, it's not always outright fraud. It's it's more about misrepresenting because you're trying to get to a goal that you think once I get there, I'll make those payments and no one's no one's going to know. And everyone's no one gets okay. hurt. Yeah, exactly. No one gets hurt in this. Um, as, until the feds find out and then everyone gets hurt. <laughs> um, Mary Kay, is there anything else you wanted to add? 
No, just um, let's spread the word on just how critical this is and use some of those tools that we have to um, look at and, and kind of do our double checks and do our third party verifications. Because the problem with technology is people make really good fraudulent pay stubs. They make really excellent bank statements. You know, so to the naked eye, you wouldn't see anything. So a loan officer, a processor that's just doing their job. So when the FBI comes in, after they find a fraud case, you know, after it's been brought to their attention and they're investigating it, they then tell lenders, oh, well, on these fraud cases that went to prosecution, you know, 80% of the time, you should have seen something. Well, that's after they knew it. So you don't go in, you know, on every loan thinking this person lied, you know. So, you know, let's, let's, let's be just a little bit more, you know, careful, especially in this market. Um, and look for those little slight things. I mean, people aren't using crayons and whiteout anymore. <laughs> yeah, these it aren't bad. Good. These aren't bad Xeroxes that were clearly, you know, copied, exactly you know, taped together exactly. like ransom notes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you see that little Photo, line around yeah. it. <laughs> Photoshop is pretty good now. So, <laughs> it well, and there's websites out there for fake pay stubs and fake W twos and fake this, and so just just be careful. That's all. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking uh, some time to talk. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. And you can read more of Mary Kay's advice in NMP Magazine, available at nmpmag.com. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.